You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. To practice or not to practice, that is the question. Alternative careers in medicine. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Renee Matthews, your host, and with me today is Dr. Ian Smith. Dr. Ian Smith is currently the medical diet expert on VH1's highly rated Celebrity Fit Club and the creator and founder of the 50 Million Pound Challenge. He is the former medical correspondent for NBC News Network and for News Channel 4, where he filed reports for NBC's Nightly News and The Today Show, as well as WNBC's various news broadcasts. Dr. Smith is also the author of the two number one New York Times bestsellers, Extreme Fat Smash Diet and The Fat Smash Diet. Dr. Smith and I are discussing alternative careers in medicine. Dr. Smith, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks for having me. When did you decide that you did not want to practice traditional medicine? When did I decide? Wow. Well, I don't know if it decided. The circumstances decided. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always wanted to be a surgeon. Since I was a nine-year-old boy, I wanted to be a surgeon. So, you know, you could say it's pretty much been most of my life that I wanted to be a practicing physician. I think what happened was basically when I got to understand medicine and learn medicine on the wards, and as I grew older and more mature and had a better understanding of life in general, it became clear to me that while I very much still wanted to be a practicing and successful physician, that I also wanted to have a nice lifestyle. And by nice lifestyle, I don't mean in, in the materialistic sense. I wanted to live life. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be able to explore other opportunities. I wanted to write novels, which I've written a novel. I want to travel. So there are things I wanted to do as a human being to live and to enjoy life. It was a really hard decision for me to come to that I had to decide exactly how involved in medicine I wanted to be after spending all of my life preparing for a career in medicine. And so, you know, I got a job, you know, working at a TV station in New York City, WNBC, and I was doing that as I was training as a resident. And I did it because I was interested, not because I had planned on leaving medicine, but I thought it was a great complement to what I was going to do in medicine. And my career in media just took off, and I became a real medical journalist and realized that I've enjoyed the lifestyle of being able to touch so many people in a medium like television. And then I became a columnist for New York Daily News and Time Magazine. And so my career in journalism really grew exponentially. And at the same time, you know, there were changes in medicine that prohibited me from having the type of career I wanted in which I could control how much medicine had control over me. And so I think that what happened was just over a period of time, there wasn't one decisive moment, but over a period of time, I slowly realized that I was better suited for my mission, which is to spread health awareness to people. I was better suited to do that in a media platform rather than kind of as a clinician working, you know, nine to eight in a hospital. And so you mentioned that you had a job at the news station. Is that how you actually began your career? What were you doing at the news station? Yeah, so my career started at WNBC in New York City, and I started off by being a medical consultant or correspondent and versing the public on very simple issues such as the flu and the flu shots and the cold and, you know, medicine recalls and what to look for. And so that's where it really started, and it just grew from there. Okay, you've been deemed a weight loss guru. How did you decide to choose this field of focus? Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, if you'd asked me seven years ago, would I ever be considered to be a weight loss or diet (laughs) guru, I would have laughed at you because I really had no intellectual or academic interest in nutrition or weight loss. But as most of my career, it just kind of came to me. Basically, when I was writing a column for Time Magazine, most of my readers of the column would email me, and most of their questions were centered around supplements, metabolism, weight loss, 
those types of issues, issues that we as physicians are not well trained in from medical school. And so I realized that I was doing my readers, which I value very much, I was doing them a disservice because I was unable to really give them well thought out rational answers to their questions that really affected their lives. And so I plunged head first basically and taught myself, you know, about how many calories are in a pound and the different foods and carbohydrates and why that's different than protein and metabolism and all these different things that is a whole different kind of industry aside from medicine. I taught myself this. I read textbooks and, you know, talked to the experts in the field and interview experts in the field. So I really became, I kind of boned up on my own knowledge and it just grew. I mean, it's one of those things where I had the scientific and medical basis of understanding from medicine, but I needed to fine tune that. And over the next couple of years, I did that. And, you know, I published several books. They're New York Times bestsellers and you know, it's a field I love. I love it. It affects people. It's always in demand as far as information. And I guess people now call me a guru. <laughs> I noticed that you've published many books, and I was wondering if you felt that you needed to publish to be taken seriously as a guru. No, I don't think so. I mean, my design, once again, was not to become a guru. My design was very simple. My design was I wanted to be able to help the readers of my column. I wanted to be able to answer their questions honestly and help them navigate this very confusing landscape of weight loss and supplements. And so I did it really for that reason. And I think in my quest to become better informed so that I could help them, I think by default I became this guru. And publishing the books was not to raise my level of credibility because I wasn't interested in credibility as far as my peers were concerned. But I published the books because I wanted people to know what the truth was. And I looked at, it, I looked at publishing these books, these diet books, as a way of giving people a realistic, sustainable plan that was honest, that was medically safe, and something that was not going to be a fad or gimmick diet. Do you find this field to be a lucrative field and good supplemental income to those that choose to have a traditional practice? I think physicians can do a lot of things to supplement their income. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the income of physicians, even since we were in medical school, had declined dramatically from years past, and they have continued to decline since then. Definitely. And I think that, you know, People think that talking about money and, and medicine is a taboo kind of interaction, and I don't believe that. I believe that physicians are human beings, they're residents of this country, and they need to pay taxes, and they need to send their kids to colleges, and they need to live a decent lifestyle, and they want to travel. And so I think it's not unfair and it's not unethical for physicians to maintain some level of comfort, especially after spending so many years in the opportunity cost of getting trained in medicine. But there are a lot of things physicians can do and need to do, I think, creatively to supplement the income. Let me tell you this. When one has income streams other than medicine, it puts their medical practice in a different perspective. Instead of now practicing medicine because they need to make money, because they need to pay mortgage, because they need to pay back those loans, now they're able to do it more for the love of it. And I just really believe this. And I think that what it's helped me do is that Whenever I do something with medicine, it has nothing to do because I have to do it, because I have to pay back loans. It has to, it's truly organic because I want to do this, I want to participate in it. And I think more physicians would benefit from having side incomes because it would free them up somewhat and take off some of this pressure they have to see 20 patients a day or to operate four times a week. That is true. And they'd probably be better clinicians and better to their patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Renee Matthews, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ian Smith, and we are discussing alternative careers in medicine. Now, when you started out as a medical correspondent, did you find there was plenty of opportunities, or 
it wasn't so many opportunities for that position. No, there were plenty. I mean, when I started 10 years ago, it was really a largely uncharted territory. I mean, you had the Tim Johnsons of the world. You had the Dr. Art Yulene, who had done the Today Show for a while. But you really didn't have a lot of physicians. Listen, physicians have for a long time frowned and looked down upon people who go on TV and talk about medicine. And that type of snobbery really serves a disservice not only to patients and to the viewing public, but it's a disservice to physicians because physicians are the ones who know the information, who own the information. Physicians are the ones who should control the information. My feeling has always been, and when I try to interview other doctors who are somewhat reluctant to be interviewed because they have this kind of, well, I don't do TV attitude, I always say to them, listen, you own the information and control the information. The information is much better coming out of your mouth than it is a news producer who has never been trained in medicine, never you know, had any kind of degree in science, and they're taking studies and trying to interpret them for viewers, and a lot of times they get it wrong. That's why physicians need to be involved in the actual process of distributing and dispersing medical information in the popular media. Now, what are some of the opportunities that are available to medical correspondents? Well, I mean, as a correspondent, you know, there's print, there's radio, as you're doing now, there's broadcast, which is television. Broadcast, i got to say, is the most difficult because there's a very limited number of spots and there are a lot of people who are doing it now. Print is probably the most wide open, you know, writing columns or consulting or contributing. I mean, there are lots of things that medical correspondents can do these days. I think that more doctors should look into it. Can you share with us the salary range for a beginning medical correspondent? Oh, there is no real salary range. Okay. I mean, the salaries, it's not like you could say, you know, what's the beginning salary range for a pediatrician one year out of residency. It just doesn't work that way. One salary depends on what location you're in. Are you in a big city or a smaller city? What market you're in? Is the station you're on number one, number two, number three? How many days you're appearing? What are you doing for the station? Are you just doing on-set interviews? Are you actually going out and doing real stories? I mean, it's just hard to say what that salary range is. It's just no blanket number like that. For our listeners that might be interested in this career path, how do you suggest that they could get started? Well, I think that the first thing you can do is talk to your local paper. First of all, you need to see if you can write. You know, you've got to be able to write and tell a story and not tell a story like a doctor. You have to tell a story <laughs> like a journalist, and that takes practice. And there are now, I just got a letter from Harvard Medical School, you know, where they have all these classes to help physicians or help those who want careers in medical journalism. So you may help yourself by taking a class or going to a conference that deals with medical or science reporting because there are lots of them now because it's such a hot field. And once you do that, then you go out and you try to earn your stripes by starting at a local newspaper and seeing if you can contribute writing a column or, or giving opinion to issues, medical issues that come up. Now, you've said medical correspondent, medical journalists, they're all the same? Well, correspondent okay. is just a term that's used to say that you're one who reports on a particular topic. It's a very sophisticated way of saying a reporter. You know, a medical reporter and a medical correspondent are the same thing. Correspondent just sounds more sophisticated. Okay. Now, Dr. Tim Johnson, it says he's a medical editor. So what's Well, the... that's another thing. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're all variations on the same theme. A medical editor is the way to say that not only are you reporting on it, but you also may weigh in on the editorial meetings deciding how they cover the medical news. There may be some difference. One is called a medical editor because they are not only in charge of the medical information that they report on, but they may be also a filtration, a layer of filtration or eyes for the other medical news that the station may cover that they may not be directly involved in. 
Now, I know that you've written one novel, The Blackbird Papers, and then you have another novel that you're currently working on. Can you explain to us how that ties into the medicine as well? It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. (laughs) And and that's my whole point. My whole point is that the reason why I've chose the career I've chosen is because I want to live life and I want to do things that have nothing to do with medicine. You know, one of the problems I've noticed is that physicians have to realize that medicine is a part of life. It is not life. And I have been very, very rigorous in reminding myself that there are things that I like to do. I love to travel. It has nothing to do with medicine. I like to write novels, murder mysteries. It has nothing to do with medicine. I mean, I do TV shows that are entertainment value, nothing to do with medicine. I have a talk show, nothing to do with medicine. I mean, these are the things that I like to pursue as a person that have nothing to do with medicine, but at the same time, I love it when I do my medical things. Great. Thank you so much for your time. I want to thank Dr. Ian Smith, who's been our guest, and we have been discussing alternative careers in medicine. I am Dr. Renee Matthews. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.